You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. Last time you just didn't record. I recorded you, but not me. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a little, it was a little red button. Yeah, I always be, press the red button. That would be a pretty crazy episode. Just sounds like I'm talking to myself. <laughs> Why is Adam all the way in the corner? <laughs> he's, no. John, didn't you know he's always been imaginary? What? <laughs> Adam's not real. He's your Tyler Durden. <laughs> I, I, I always kind of want to if i was better at photoshop i would do a lot more photoshops um of you and i as different famous or well-known characters oh my god i i was thinking about it i was when i was watching once upon a time in hollywood a while back i was like i feel like adam could definitely be brad pitt's character wow and i could be leo dicaprio's character not that i'm comparing us don't get me wrong hey, i don't i'll think... take brad pitt any day man <laughs> i don't think that highly of myself i'm not saying that we're like for like in any kind of way i'm just saying that like the dynamic there could totally be the two of us because brad pitt is always like telling leo dicaprio's character like hey Cheer up. You got this. Got this, brah. And, and right. you are definitely like that for me. I'm the, I'm the cheerleader. <laughs> yeah, you are you're, the you're, cheerleader. You're the serious actor. I am. I am. Looking That's right. Looking for a second shot. Yeah. Look, and I'm, if not, you'll shoot everyone with a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> Love that movie, by the way. It's a good movie. <laughs> only thing I didn't like was the depiction of Bruce Lee, but that's a, another topic for another day. Because it's definitely not how Bruce Lee would be. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, I, I know it's not real. It's a movie. But it just, considering how much that movie plays tribute or tries to replicate what it was like back then, it's kind of disappointing that he didn't do the same with Bruce Lee. But mm. just my opinion. Just my opinion. I know. I know. Starting off already with a really hot take. It's all we do on this Whoa. show, right? Oh, yeah. So hot. So so hot. Just so. like this coffee that's brewing next to us. Oh, it looks so beautiful. We're doing uh, French press today, which is the lazy man's coffee device. <laughs> <laughs> Pour your grounds in, soak it in water, and you're done. Although, that wasn't the same reaction that I got the other day at an unnamed coffee place. So Adam already knows this story, but I thought this was just really bizarre. Oh, yeah. We, we went to Record Store Day the other day. Yeah, so uh, Record Store Day, for those of you who follow, uh, they split it up into three days to do social distancing. Mm-hmm. And John and I usually go every year. So fortunately, the place we go to normally, Park Avenue CDs, is doing raffles for entry. So John and I both won raffles for the second round which is awesome. So we went together. And I got an essential album, the Batman and Robin soundtrack. And I got an essential album too, Primus. <laughs> it's so inside the the CD and the, the the vinyl, it's um they have 3D glasses and you look at the album looks like it's popping out at you. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I love it. It was cool. I did not know. I just watched it for the first time recently, actually. The um, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, Primus, is randomly in that oh, movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Such an odd sequel. My favorite line from Bill and Ted 
is when they're in the medieval times. And he's like, take them to the Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden? Excellent. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> it I love that first one. That first one is just perfect. Oh, I was just so great. having a ball with it. I was surprised at how much I was laughing. I need to see the third one. Yeah, I do too. Um, but kind of going back yeah. to uh, Park Ave CDs. So I got a 1040 spot. So John did the important duty of getting the coffee. Yes. So I waited while John got the coffee because they only allowed 12, pe- 12 people in at a time in the store. Yeah. And I could not bring a friend, sadly. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Thanks, COVID. Thanks, COVID. But while he was doing the shopping and I was getting the coffee, I had a little bit of a weird experience. And like I said, I won't call out what the place was, but I did think it was kind of odd. I went up there and I told the um, the person who was helping me out. Barista. Uh, the barista. That I would like two French presses, please. And she kind of paused for a second. was like, all right. And then turned to the other barista who was helping her out, making all the coffee since she was the one who was a cashier. And she just was like, two French presses and started laughing about it, which mm. I thought was kind of an odd interaction there. Like, I don't, I don't know what I said. I don't know what I did. Did you see the French presses? Were they like big? Were they small? Uh, they were about the size that you have right okay, here. Okay, so mine's so. about, holds about a liter of water. Yeah, it was about a liter. Okay. Yeah, but it just seemed very odd that I said I wanted two French presses, and then it followed up with kind of like what seemed to be an inside joke between the baristas. Hmm. It almost kind of seemed like there was a bit of an annoyance there, as if they didn't want to do that. I don't know why. Very, very odd. I mean... Did they use two French presses or one? They used two. See, that seems dumb because I could definitely get two cups of coffee, if not more, out of this guy right here. So, yeah, it just uh, seems like save yourself some time and do just one big batch. Yeah, it just know. it just seemed like she didn't want to go through the whole hassle of mm. doing that. It's kind of like Starbucks employees always complaining about having to do uh, macchiatos. It's Oh, frappuccinos? This, oh, frappuccinos. Yeah, yes, frappuccinos. Yeah, they're the yeah. worst ones same, to make. Same kind of concept. Like, I don't want to have to do this complicated thing. Like, she looked even kind of a little bit annoyed making it. And I even, like, apologized because I just kind of felt like, all right, this is, this is a bit weird for me here. Like, I don't want to make it seem like I'm thinking into it too much. But, you know, I just said to her, it's like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. I ordered the most complicated thing off the menu. And she's like, oh, no, it's all right. So, well, your body you know, language making, is completely telling me differently. You're making an issue <laughs> Yeah. this, I guess. Ah, I'm trying to think why they would, unless they made like four French presses that morning and they just washed it and they just like cleaned it out or whatever. Yeah, I guess. Maybe they were annoyed. I don't know. I mean, I, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people just go there, they get their coffee and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's already ready. Just, they pour it out. Even their cold brew. I feel like French press easy. to go is different too, because like usually if you're gonna get a French press at a coffee shop, you know they'll give you the the craft, you know, so you can press it and drink it as it goes. So maybe they thought it was weird. That you know, maybe that's what it is. I did say two French presses to go, so mm. ma- maybe they were like, "Look at this guy." At I this sure guy. hope he doesn't uh, co-host a podcast that's about coffee, because he sure doesn't know what he's talking yeah, we, about. We know all about coffee here at um our distinguished coffee place called <laughs> i thought you were gonna segue right into the name of the podcast oh yeah we should probably do that we're eight minutes into our podcast and yeah, it's called a good idea yeah probably right remind people that they're listening to g4d 
aka grounds for discussion. discussion. There we go. Ding. Love it. Absolutely love it. Mm. Oh, felt so good to get the rest off on the past episode. I feel like we're back into the swing of things. And I feel like we're gonna have a fun little show here because we're gonna you know, we're gonna mix things up Man. again. Whoa! Like mix up this uh, these coffee grounds. Yeah. Uh. Can I just say I love how particular you are about everything. Like you have a timer. Yeah. And man. everything. I love it. It's all about consistency. We gotta do it right. You don't mess around, man. That's right. You do not mess around. And in about three minutes, we are ready to sip goodness. Well, you're going to need some of that coffee because I am going to quiz you. Um, on what? <laughs> <laughs> so recently, Rolling Stones had revised their top 500 albums of all time. Oh, Mick Jagger? And Keith Richards have picked out their favorite. Oh, I, I like Satanic Majesties the uh, best. See, you're not a dad, but I feel like your dad joke game is always at an expert level. Well, you did say the Rolling Stones, so. I did say the Rolling Stones? You Stone? said the Rolling oh, Stones. Ro- Rolling Stone Magazine. Oh, uh, that affiliation. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you know I never ever you can't put the Beatles on, on our lists <laughs> we're the Rolling Stones so pretty much they revised the list recently okay last time it came out was in 2003 so it's a 17 year gap wow so this time around they've brought in some pretty big names to kind of go through the list and update it accordingly everybody from Beyonce to um, what is it Adam Adam Horowitz from BC Boys. Is that his last name? Sorry if I'm butchering yeah, that. Yeah, that sounds right. MCA? Yeah, MCA. Yeah. There you go. Um, and even uh, lead singer of Mountain Goats. Oh, wow. John so, Darnell. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty of other people, but those are just some off the cuff. And anyway, it's been kind of making the rounds on you know different social media platforms because, hey, it's Rolling Stone, and because, hey, it's music. And even when you do pick 500 albums... There's still going to be a lot of people like, what about this? And what about that? And what about this person? How can okay. you not include this? Ooh. So, but I don't want to do that exact same thing. Instead, I want to have a little bit of fun while doing what we do best, which is discuss, right? And goof off. And goof off. <laughs> and drink <of> coffee. <laughs> and drink coffee. So I know the caffeine hasn't been hitting you yet. All so right, well, I'm going to press this little baby right here. Go for it. Press it. Okay. Oh, that's, that's gorgeous. Every once in a while, I'll see some good footage that captures coffee being made, and it's just so mesmerizing. Oh, it's like a beautiful process to watch. I don't know if you've ever watched comedians in cars getting coffee, but they they totally do that, and it just it's wonderful to look at when they do that. Mug, please. All right, mug coming right up. And what are we drinking today, Adam? Oh, we are finishing off the last of the Ethiopian beans from Rosso Roasters. Oh, this was so good last time. Like, Dude, did I you do little... French press for that last time? No. Um, last time I did the Chemex. I'll be curious to see if it tastes different. Let's uh, let's see if I can get some AM, AMSR in here. Ready? Go, go for it. Oh, that's beautiful. That is so beautiful. Cheers. I love it. Cheers, sir. All right. So I'm curious. I, I do have questions about the list, but uh, I'll let you do your quiz and maybe see if... Uh, yeah, th- this will be a good introduction for you here. All right. So for my first four oh, questions, good. and I don't have a lot of questions. Okay. 
So we'll keep this short, simple, sweet, and right to the point. Okay? Here we go. And that you got some coffee in you. Hopefully it's going to hit hard because you're going to need it. Not really. Oh, this boy. It's going to be a very simple quiz. <laughs> Those of you veteran listeners, I tortured John one time by trying to make him guess what uh, cover songs the Red Hot Chili Peppers did. <laughs> and it went on and on. It went on and on. You didn't know they covered that much, huh? No, I didn't. So, I mean... I, I promise this isn't revenge, Adam. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Bring it on then. So first up for my first question here. Okay. On the original list, the 2003 list, how many artists of color were there in the top 50? Not enough. <laughs> well, that is absolutely correct. And obviously, I don't know. I don't expect you to know this number. But So wait, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get try to guess. Okay, yeah. so... When did it come out? 2003. 2003. So out of, out of 50. Because so, I'm not expecting you to know the whole top 500 Okay, here. and how many people of color were listed on that list? Yes. Take a guess. I'm if going, you want to do over, under, or round. I'm going about, to guess 17. You are not far off. Ooh. There were a total of 12. Oof. Yes. Okay. So... Um, and keep in mind, there was only one hip-hop album originally in that top 50 wow. list of 2003. It was Public Enemies, It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back. That's the only rap album yeah, in the top a, 50? Yeah, originally in 2003. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yikes. So I'm trying to think of like who would be like in those top artist spots. I'm thinking like Jimi Hendrix, Aretha Franklin. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, pretty much... Anyone big Ray Charles is is going well, I guess to be I don't there. know the Ray Charles have a big album. I, don't know. I mean, I'm I'm positive I saw him on the list too. But pretty much anybody who's had a big influence in music is on there at some point, whether they're in the top fifty or not. Um, and some of these are going to be kind of very predictable, and I'll get to that in a second. So, all right. So, total of twelve in the original list. Okay. All right. So now. For the 2020 list, take a guess as to how many albums by people of color are now in that updated list. Still not enough. <laughs> um, um, 27. Again, not far off. Look at you. Wow. See, the coffee is already hitting. So 24 albums by people of color, only three women of color. Hmm. Yeah. Very, very interesting, right? Okay. All so, right. so if I can get, do you have those names listed? Uh, I have some, some here listed, but not all, not all of them. Okay. I'll, we'll, we'll go oh, back. Okay. Around I'm here. jumping yeah. ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. You're good. This is interesting and informative, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm very curious. <laughs> Last episode, you were dropping knowledge. This time, I'm dropping knowledge. Wow. So, the student becomes the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so, how many women? were in the original 2003 list in the top 50. Take a guess. Eight. Not far off. Three. Oof. Yes. Wow. Wow. Oh, my God. Same kind of concept. Now in the updated (laughs) list, how many albums by women? In the top 50. In the top 50, yep. Tough, right? 18. Ooh, way off there. Now seven. So technically <laughs> nine if you count Fleetwood Mac and Velvet Underground and Nico. Okay. 
Yeah. Hmm. So not a really big jump there. Yeah. Not a big jump at all. Oh my gosh, all. I'm surprised. Hmm. Now this one, I feel like you can probably guess around the number. Like I feel like you're not going to be that far off on this one next. Okay. How many Beatles albums are on the top 50? And this is the updated list. I'm going to say five. You are right. Wow. I knew you could do it. I knew you could do it. If there was any number on this. um, Should Should I try to guess them? Oh yeah, go for it. I, I got all five right here. Okay. Um. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> please, please, please me. No. No. Okay. So, so I'll give you a hint. Think. Think after. The okay. Okay. Initial so era. Abbey Road. Yes. Um. Revolver. Yes. White Album. Yes. Um. Oh my God, Sergeant Pepper's. Yes. And then one more. Not let it be. No, not let it be. Okay, good. Do do you want me to tell you what it is? Yeah, go ahead. Rubber Soul. Rubber Soul. Okay. I had a feeling. Yep. So five Beatles albums in there. Abbey Road being the highest one there. Really? Yeah. Right? I'm surprised uh, Sgt. Pepper's didn't get number one. Yeah. In fact, I I I thought that was the number one album. Yeah. um, It's it's not. But I will give you a question that will give you a hint as to what that number one album is. So, Adam. What's the number one album on the now updated list? And I will give you a hint by giving you a song that's right from that album. You ready? Ready. Okay. Mercy, Mercy, Me. I, I know you're, you're, you're thinking hard right mercy, now. Mercy, I know. Mercy. I know. Think about it. Think about it. Okay. I will, I will give you another hint. All right. Okay. This album is from the 70s. Um, it is by a black artist. Okay. And it is a soul artist. And the basic concept of the album is a, you know, it's from the point of view of a black person who's just oh, returned. Oh, mercy, mercy. That's Marvin Gaye. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. And there do you know the album? Oh, what's going on? Yep. There you go. There it is. That is the number one album. It was originally number six on the 2003 list. Wow. But it supplanted Joni Mitchell's Blue, which was at the number one spot in 2003. Um, yeah. Mm. So wait, where is, what's, uh, what's number, what was number one on the original list? Jo- Joni Mitchell's Blue. Okay. So now yeah. she's two? Now she's six. So pretty oh, much kind of wow. like a, kind of a switch there. Oh, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's Did, my short little quiz for you there. All right. So now I'm curious about like the top 10 here. Like, how much drastically did it change if uh, Joni Mitchell got knocked down to six? Yeah, I mean, the the thing that's interesting about this list was that, obviously, as you, as you saw, there was a lot more hip hop artists that were incorporated in it into it, like a much bigger difference overall. Which is good. So good. the inclusion on the list, I think, is is obviously a good thing. And, you know, it's great that they went back in and edited it after all these years. It did seem odd to me that even in 2003 that there weren't a lot of hip-hop artists. Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, some of the classics, you know. Yeah. But I I will pull up the list here really quick for you. I feel human again. Yeah? The coffee's kicking in? Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Good man. Good man. All right. 
So going back onto this list right here, I you know we won't obviously we won't go through all five hundred, but <laughs> oh can we? <laughs> well, it'll be a really long podcast. Where, if that's where should the we case. Where should we start? I'm on the list too. All right, maybe we should start at a hundred. Um, just kind of. Well, how how about this? How about we do some of the key highlights here? So why don't we do just kind of the top ten? Top ten. Okay, let all me right. uh, scroll down here. Oh, I see some David Bowie. The Doors. Really? <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who haven't been listening to us for a long time, you must know that Adam is not oh. the biggest fan. <laughs> whoa, whoa, okay. The Sex Pistols, never mind the bollocks. Here's the Sex Pistols. Got 80. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's why I was like saying like we can go on and on about this list Who forever. Votes for these things. Oh, I mean, I did tell you. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, hey, there's my bloody Valentine at 73. Wow. Uh, I think one of the members of my bloody Valentine were part of the voting committee too. So, oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. So, so I think you know. Obviously, at number one, we talked about Marvin Gaye's What's Going On is number one. Number two is the, Pe- is the Beach Boys' Pet Sounds, Ooh, that's which I think is one. very deserving of that spot. I definitely think so. And then right after that is Joni Mitchell. I'm sorry. I, I was mistaken. Joni Mitchell went to number, number three. three. Joni Mitchell Blue. Yeah. Okay. And then up next on number four, Stevie Wonder's Songs in the Key of Life. Classic. Number, number five, The Beatles' Abbey Road. Hmm. I'm surprised they didn't give it to uh, Sergeant Pepper. Yeah, I was surprised by that too. And then number I mean, six, Nirvana, Nevermind. Number what? seven, Fleetwood Mac, Rumors. Number eight, Prince and the Revolution, Purple Rain. Yep. Number nine, Bob Dylan, Blood on the Tracks. Mm-hmm. And then number ten, Lauren Hill, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Wow. So, yeah. So I think this already kind of gives you a good gauge right here, right off the bat. Um, yeah, diverse. Yes. Seems to be a lot better than the previous list. I'm surprised on... Mm, so good. Oh, right, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I Nevermind is like... I don't know. It, it, it just has a lot of hits on it. It's not even... You know, yeah. That's very yeah. interesting, I guess. I, I feel like from the Nirvana fans that I know, a lot of them wouldn't put that as their best. No, definitely not. Um, Especially, yeah. I, I, you know, so... That's kind of the running trend through this list here is that it's a lot of big popular albums. Yeah, well, of course, that's going to kind of... Oh, wow, Kanye West got 17 for My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah, which I I didn't like that album as much as other people, but that's a whole other topic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, I mean, I don't want to belabor the point here, but I thought this was a good discussion because obviously, as we've driven home already, the inclusion... And obviously the diversity has been greatly updated for these albums. Um, And it's definitely hard to like definitively say like these are the top 500 albums of all time. Yeah. But I mean, you still go to the list and I feel like, you know, it's still mainly focused on the big major, you know, studio albums. Like, yeah, you got Arcade Fire that's in there. But for the most part, this list isn't really keeping in mind the underground stuff. What's obviously there's a 
exceptions, but yeah. Did you read most of the list or just kind of like the top? I, I glanced through most of the list. Do you see um, like electronic music? Um, any uh, any highlights? On I, there? I, I think I did. I can't remember off the top of my head, but you know, again, to your point, like I would like to expect to see like Aphex Twin on there and even some Radiohead maybe. Yeah. I'm surprised. Okay. Computer wasn't in the top 10, honestly. Yeah, I, I was surprised to see that too. I, I think it, I think it's in the top fifty though, okay. and so is Kid A. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So, but um, yeah, you know, you know, to your point, there's not a lot of variety. Yep, it's on it, here. it's updating it for modern times, but you know, that it seems like the top ten spots are kind of there to stay. Yeah, it's like things will move up and down, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. But hey, good to see a person of color represent and be the uh, number one spot so hats yes. off to that and yes completely agree I, I think you know th- these lists sometimes it's easy to put a lot of stock in them because nobody's going to be 100 percent satisfied oh yeah and nobody's going to look at that and be like oh they got every single album i would have gotten yeah I, I i do think for the most part I feel like they needed. Ob- i feel like almost they need to do it for like genres yes it's hard to classify you know I mean, you know, pet sounds and, you know, what's going on are similar-ish, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's, it seems weird to objectively say this rock album is this better better than this rap album. Yeah, you know, and 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 that's the problem. I mean, from, you know, like, pavements on there. Um, trying to think who who else is on there. Um, there are more Beatles and you know. Robin's on there and of course Michael Jackson's on there so like you'd get a lot of people on here that you would expect to see yeah you would expect to see and that, and that's really what this list comes down to yeah I, you, you I, already know these albums exist yeah you already know you're, these not, you're not gonna exist. find your your new favorite off this you know maybe in those you know 500 to 200 range you'll find something maybe you necessarily haven't heard but you know once you get in the top 200s you're going like okay yep this is yeah. you know the, the the musicians classics, if you will. I re- I really didn't see too many too many uh, albums in the way of electronic albums, um, which which I thought to your point is is kind of disappointing, because when you think of artists like Aphex Twin and Boards of Canada and Autexture, yeah, like the, yeah, they revolutionized a lot of sounds. Yeah, I mean, Warp is like home to many influential artists, and I just feel like. Warp doesn't really get much. The record label doesn't really get much of a call out on here, and I, and I know that's easy to say because I'm known as the Boards of Canada guy. Yeah, but, but there's there's one thing to say. You know, if if music has the was it music has the right to children. Mm-hmm. If that, that that's not on the list at all, then I would think that severely underrepresented. Like I don't think I saw um, the Avalanches since I left you, mm. which which is also kind of confusing to me too because like is this list really just supposed to be about American artists because mm, I be. didn't, I didn't get the sense because like you get someone like Shakira on here. So, I mean like the, the these rules seem kind of arbitrary sometimes with, with these lists, like the unwritten rules, so to speak, mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, you, you know, it seems like you're sticking with like all these like big major label albums, but then occasionally you'll put in something like arcade fire so there's yeah, they're, they're they're pretty mainstream though, you know, right now. Would you consider Funeral 
like their first album wow. mainstream? I mean, I know it was kind um, of their breakout album. I mean, it's definitely breakout. Is uh, Suburbs on there at all? I don't know. Because that one won the Grammy. Yeah, I, I would think it is. But I mean, you got, you know, you, you've got U2, you've got, oh, um, yeah. you know, like, to your point, all those other big bands that are that are well known. Yeah, it's it's Rolling Stone magazine. They're they're you know they grew up in the sixties and stuff. You know, so of yeah. course they're gonna skew to you know the classics. Yeah, which is fine. You can you can do that. You know, and, and it's not like there's any necessarily bad albums on this. I just no, it's just like you know it, it's great that they included more people of color this time because that needed to happen. You know, and a lot of most of modern music are, are from people of color anyway. So might, yeah. you get, definitely need to include them. But, you know, it's it, it's disappointing to see the electronic music is not on there now yeah. just because, you know, it's 2020 and there's yeah. been lots of artists that revolutionize and change the game and it's disappointing to hear they're not on there. Glad to hear you're on my side there. Hey, I got you, buddy. Really, really, really glad to hear you say that. <laughs> that's pretty much exactly what I was going to say. I never really got the sense that that was something that was even considered. It's like, all right, well, we're sticking with, um, you know, albums that are not only done by bands or by like, you know, an artist, you know, be it whether they're singing, rapping, whatever. Um, but I really didn't see too many instrumental albums on there either. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's always kind of an odd thing too with these lists as well. It's like, there's plenty of great instrumental albums that just because they don't have a chorus for you to sing along to yeah, doesn't soundtracks mean that they should be recognized. And, but, you know, Rolling yeah. Stone doesn't really cover that demographic anyway. So yeah. it's not surprising not to see that there. It's just the, the thing about music, and we talk about it all the time, is that if you love music, you should be able to be open to any kind of genre. And I don't always get that sense with these kind of lists. And I just still feel like this list is very limited. It's improved. Yes, that's no for doubt sure. about it. But it's, you know, it's a popularity contest at the end that's, of the that's day. That's all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. So, yeah. But I think I would love it if this list, to your point, included stuff that not a lot of people knew about so it can kind of reach a new audience. Yeah. I feel like we don't get that enough with these lists. But that's just me. So I hope you enjoyed that little quiz. No, that was fun. I like yeah, that. Yeah. More, more quizzes. I more like learning. <laughs> Yeah, I tried to keep it simple. I wasn't going to torture you like you did me. <laughs> I thought that'd be pretty easy. I, it was not easy. It was genuinely hard. <laughs> I did not realize they covered that many songs. There's like, a lot of songs. Like, it, I saw them live, and I don't even remember them covering anything. Or maybe I just didn't realize that they were covering something. They were probably jamming over something. Yeah, that's probably true. They that's how they came out, um, Flea and John Frusciante. They just came out and were jamming for like Ooh, several minutes. You saw him with John Frusciante. I'm yeah. jelly of that. It, he was excellent. He, w he was definitely excellent. And I, and I really enjoyed that aspect. I was hoping they would have played because they actually were the main act and Mars Volta opened up for him. I was hoping he would have played Mars Volta. <sighs> oh, my so. God. That would have been trips. Yeah. Did Flea come out and play with them? Um, I don't, I don't know if they, he did either, which um, is interesting because both John Frusciante and Flea were on the studio albums yeah. by Mars Volta, but yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, um, I, I, I guess maybe now that I think about it, they probably had to have covered something because they played a long show. I definitely got my money's worth. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, definitely. When they did the song snow, what do you think happened? Snow fell from the ceiling. Ooh. Yeah. 
that was pretty. That was pretty cool. That was one of those kind of things where it's like, all right, you, you, you got me, Red Hot Chili Peppers, you got me. <laughs> so, a um, couple other quick things that I wanted to talk about, just quick little blurbs here. So, in a recent article from Pitchfork, this came out on September 10th. Vinyl outsells CDs for the first time wow. in decades. That's great. So, vinyl revenue made up 62% of all fu- physical music revenue so far this year according to riaa so that's that's pretty huge yeah that, that's great people are collecting and seeing you know I, I think i think people want something to physically touch and connect with and look at and it's good to see albums are you know coming back yeah completely completely agree it's one of those kind of things where you and i have been in conversations where we've had to defend it with some people yeah look is it the most convenient thing no yes. but i love it <laughs> exactly exactly i i know i get it having things on digital having things on streaming platforms is really convenient hey man i have both what's going on and pet sounds on vinyl and they both sound incredible and there's a different experience you get when you listen to them exactly and that's how i feel too and you know trent reznor at one point wrote up this whole thing about why vinyl is so special and he basically talked about, you know, paraphrasing here, that it's the whole process. Yeah, right. You know, it's taking it out of the sleeve, it's placing it down a turntable, dropping the needle. I like things that have processes to them. Like, we both do. You know, like coffee and yeah. records. And, you know. Yeah, I don't want coffee to be quick. I don't want to have to press a button. I don't want it in a bag and just stir it. Yeah, What's the we, fun in that? Yeah, you got to perfect it. Yeah. Learn from it. Create yeah. it. Mold I mean, it. Nothing against people who do. <laughs> no, it's all good. Everyone but, everyone drinks coffee for different reasons and different processes, but I don't know. Something about a pour over. Just can't beat it. You really can't. Especially Adam's pour over. What, oh, what a I'm, beautiful cup. Cheers, man. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. Mm. Well, you've got your nice little station oh. right behind us. Oh, it's beautiful. So I don't think you're trying anymore. I think you've already <laughs> succeeded. <laughs> yeah, I need to do uh, some videos. Yeah, you do. I think we should put up some stuff on YouTube. Yeah, that'd be fun. Making coffee with Adam. Hey, guys. We like to make coffee. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> Thanks, friends. <laughs> but anyway, um, I think we'll just kind of wrap things up here. Uh, is there any stuff that you've been listening to that you want to kind of shout out to the people? Oh any gosh. Anything for our bonus grounds? Oh, lordy. Um, I started listening to the Sufjan Stevens album. I think we'll talk about that next time, though. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely... <laughs> yep, there's some chats to be happening around that. Um, yeah, and... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, all I want all I want to say was that there's some lines where I was like, did he, did he literally just say that? Yeah, there's a couple uh, little head scratchers here and there, even for Sufjan. Yeah, so, uh... even for Sufjan. Um, so yeah, I definitely look forward to talking to you, talking to you about that. Um, eloquent just dropped a new EP called bedtime stories. He's actually that guy that I showed you the other day. He's got the, like, you know, just the very, uh, you know, just hip hop beats, very relaxed, uh, kind of vibe. This is the same kind of concept of what the title, like bedtime stories. (laughs) You can imagine how relaxing it is. Been really vibing with that. Nice little just EP that he dropped. I love that he constantly drops stuff. This guy, been a been a big fan of his ever since my good buddy Ryan introduced me to him. Fun. And well, let me see what else have I been listening to that I wanted to mention to you and to the people who are listening at home. Uh, Coton uh, dropped a new album called "Finds You Well." It's an ambient album. Ooh. Really, 
I, there's just something about this artist that I just love. I just think he puts out just really beautiful music. What's his name? Uh, Koten, uh, K-H-O-T-I-N. It's his um, first album that he's dropping for Ghostly. His prior album came out after it was self, self-released. Also another great album, too, as well, called uh, Beautiful You. But, yeah, this this is a great album because it's just it's filled with a lot of nostalgia behind it. Um, it feels like it transports you to like another time and place. There's just some kind of like vibe behind it that just you really get lost in very easily. Really enjoy that quite a lot. First half has a lot more beats. Um, well, the first side has a lot more beats, but then the latter half is just a lot more ambient, filled with a lot of like samples you know like voice messages and Ooh. somebody talking about sounds like a good headphone album it is a good headphone album yeah well i know what i'm doing this afternoon yeah trust me you've been wanting more relaxing stuff listen to this album it, it, it is excellent sweet but yeah that, that's what i've been vibing with i gotta catch up on some stuff dude me too there's so much there, there really is i mean there's no shortage of stuff that comes out each and every single week it's, it's so hard to keep up with but hey that's a good thing for us. Yeah, right? It keeps us employed. It does. It really, really does. <laughs> I think I think we, we also maybe should check out pretty soon. Have you ever heard of the uh, pop artist called Annie? I have not. Okay. Um, so it's just spelled how, it's, how it sounds, Annie, A-N-N-I-E. She's dropped a new album called Dark Hearts. I've really enjoyed her previous albums. Like, this is her first album in quite some time. And um, you know what? Actually, did it drop yet? It might not have dropped yet. She might mm. just put out some new... That's later this this month. I'm sorry. I thought it dropped today. So but, she's got a single called Corridors of Time. Yes. So she's just she's just this really catchy pop artist that's, that's really great. Really enjoyed her previous stuff, so I'm hoping this is a triumphant return for her. Sweet. Yeah. And hey, that's pretty much the extent of what I've been listening to, buddy. I'm glad we still got to get together. <sighs> Me mm. too, man. This has been good. We'll Keep talk more about it. going. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think we'll definitely have a lot more to talk about soon. Would you like, before we get off mic here, um, would you like to do a movie review pretty soon? Yeah, let's do it. I figure. Let's, let's try it out. Give the give people some more uh, thoughts and feelings. Well, it's like I said last episode, people are asking for it. So let's give the people what they want. And let's review I'm Thinking of Ending Things. So it dropped pretty recently on Netflix, the new Charlie Kaufman movie. I've seen it. You haven't. I read the book. You read the book. I read the book. Ah, so. So Now I need to watch the movie and see what's different. We will have totally different perspectives. Yeah. I've purposely not been looking up any further information about this movie. I don't want to have a better understanding of it. I won't yeah, say anything I've, I've more. heard that there's multiple viewings required to kind of get everything. Oh, I'm sure. But I loved it. I I know it's not a movie for everybody, but I think probably what we'll, we could do is have a quick little review and then do a spoiler talk discussion kind of thing afterwards. What do you think? Yeah, sounds good. I love it, man. I love it. Cute. Cheers to that. I love it when you say cute. So cute. <laughs> But it makes me feel like like a dog, and I and, and I did like a trick or something for you. Well, I don't want that. Oh my gosh! 
I don't mean it in a bad way. <laughs> just, just, okay, good. It just sounds like something I'm not degrading like you, you or anything. I just said it's cute. <laughs> it just sounds like something you say to a dog. Like, oh, that's cute. Oh, so cute. <laughs> or that, it sounds like something I'd say to my daughter. How about that? There you, you know, go. That's just... a little better. That's a little better. <laughs> Anyways, thank you folks for listening. Yeah. We're on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music. Stitcher. Stitcher. We need to add our podcast to Amazon Music now, too, because they're doing podcasts, oh, so God. soon to come with that. Okay, yep, we'll get on that. Uh, G4Dpodcast.com. Mm-hmm, yes. I think that's about it. Yeah, more to come, folks. That's all right. All right, we'll see you next time on another episode of G4D, a.k.a. Grounds for Discussion. discussion. Bye. Caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username g4d underscore podcast drop us a line at g4d podcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions general questions or business inquiries you can find our podcast on itunes and john and i would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show may your cup and heart always be full of coffee good music and cliche motivational ending sentences thanks